Week two of the NFL season is this weekend. And what are the biggest storylines? It's Brock Purdy, QB for the San Francisco 49ers, the real deal. We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. You already know that I'm a national scout with the Draft Network as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Podcast. Guys, happy Friday, and thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Thank you guys so much for being our everydayers, man. You already know I got to kick the intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU, the champ himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at uh, at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. And like my guy, DP, introduced me, what, 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here? Why we're here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. We are your dynamic duo who you tap in with every single day, man. But DP, we have a hell of a slate coming up today, man. Like you said, you preview what? We're on to week two of the NFL season, so that means more fireworks. That means more of not knowing what you don't know and don't knowing what you don't know, right? Like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be exciting. We have some really good matchups. So we're going to go over. We're going to tackle the biggest storylines. We're going to tell you what matchups to watch, and then we're going to predict some games. But DP, before we get that started, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Biggest storylines heading into Week 2, Keith. When you, when, when you think about the storylines for Week 2 of the NFL, what comes to mind for you? DP, what comes to mind is opening week. 19 of 29, 220 yards, 65% completion percentage, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and that is Brock Purdy, man, with the San Francisco 49ers. And I had to ask myself, because I, like, I wouldn't even say much of the world, because some people already brought in, right? I needed to see him do it again, right? I, I needed to see if that was, you know, you just catching the league off guard, or can you do it again? Are you going to step out here and do it again and be everything that the San Francisco 49ers, who quote-unquote right are Super Bowl contenders, um, need you to be in? DP, week one, he passed the test with flying colors. And he made the 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 playing the quarterback position look easy. And not look easy because he was doing difficult things, you know, like easily, I guess you can say. Yeah. He just did the easy things easy right the medium things he did it mediumly right like and, and you he just had a, a it almost like a clear understanding of playing a quarterback position like look I know the playbook I know my progressions whoever's open I'm gonna throw it to him he didn't overcomplicate it and DPI even he, he kind of you know made me look a little bad right because and, and it hurt too because it was an LSU guy 
I tweeted during the game because it was back-to-back throws, uh, back maybe back-to-back drives. I can't remember, or you know, somewhere in between there. He threw at Patrick Peterson right on two end breakers. Pat P got his hands on. He deflected one, I believe, and then the second one, he got his. He got both hands on it, just didn't come down with it right on the end breaker. So I tweeted out. I said, "If you keep testing Patrick Peterson, he's gonna come down with the football." DP five plays later, he throws right at Patrick Peterson for the touchdown. And I said, you know what? Never mind. I had to tweet it out and I had to get a guy his credit, DP. So that's why I'm at with Brock Purdy. He's like, is he the real deal? And I'm edging a little bit closer to maybe he is, right? Like maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he's exactly what the 49ers need him to be. No, I, I think in, in, this, in this discussion, right, everybody knows how I feel about Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's an average football player, but he plays to this scheme. Right. And, and what it tells me, Keith, is like, is he the real deal? He's the real deal for Kyle Shanahan. Right. Like that's that's kind of how I look at it. I put that that type of parameters around it, because when I say when I hear the real deal, I'm like, all right, Mahomes, right. Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Joe Shiesty in Cincinnati. Those yeah. are real deal quarterbacks, guys that can go out there with just one good wide receiver and make it happen. Mahomes didn't have any good wide receivers last year and made it happen, right? right. Lamar Jackson is an MVP of the league you know, at a young age, you and know. he's carried a team with subpar wide receivers. And for me, when it comes down to Brock Purdy, I think for this team, he is the real deal. Because as you said, he's going to make the easy things easy. He's not going to overcomplicate it. He's had a lot of snaps in college at Iowa State. He's going to make the right reads and decisions. And truthfully, that's all that Kyle Shanahan wants and needs at his quarterback, right? Until, because <laughs> this always catches up, until you put, get put in that situation where now your quarterback goes from being the wagon, because that's what he is. He's a trailer, right? He's a trailer. The team is, you know, you can say Kyle Shanahan's the truck. The team is the hitch. Whatever you want to do, Brock Purdy ain't the hitch or the truck. He's the, he's the trailer, right? He benefits from every other piece around him. So what happens when you get put in those situations where it's first read's gone, the easy stuff is gone. Now you have to deviate from the game plan. Now you got to deviate a little bit in big moments, not, you know, against an inferior competition, right? But in big moments, big games, the playoffs, right? I saw the Dallas Cowboys have success with it. I saw the Eagles have success with it. Take away that first read and make them hold the football because now he's, he doesn't have that superpower to create for other people you know, outside of the first, second read. So I think for them and for Kyle Shanahan and what he wants at quarterback, he's the real deal. When I look at, you know, you put him out there, it's like, man, you got a smorgasbord of quarterbacks and you get to pick a guy. I don't know how many people are saying, man, I'm starting my franchise with Brock Purdy. Yeah, no, nah, I, I I feel you on that, DP. You know what I got when I watched the game this past Sunday? Because, I mean, it was a good opponent, too. Like, we had to give him credit. That was the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, who should be one mm-hmm. of the better defenses. Uh, but also, that game kind of went every way for the 49ers and yes. how they want to play and establish themselves. And the Steelers did everything to help them out. But I thought about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm like, you know how there's like the you, you get these memes or whatever it is, and it's like the evil twin and the good twin? It's like... He was the the good twin, right? In the sense of the fact of and not calling Jimmy evil, right? But right, he did all the things Jimmy Garoppolo do, but you didn't get the oh, you know what the better part is? Like the sour patch kids commercial yes. when it was like first they're sweet, then it like he, like Jimmy went sour on you sometimes. You'd be like, oh man, what are we doing? 
he never Jimmy like he never, the game away. Yeah, that, that's my point, right? And he had kind of turned against you because that's what the sour patch. Came yeah, <laughs> he didn't do that, right? Like Brock no, no. Purdy's not that. He stays the consistent candy. Where it's like, all right, I'm cool with that. But DP, I want to transition, man, and you know, coming off the Brock Purdy, right? We're talking about young quarterbacks, but these were highly drafted quarterbacks. Let's get into. There's an AFC South showdown, if you can mm-hmm. say that, right? This is a little showdown, a little rookie showdown. <laughs> where you have Anthony Richardson versus C.J. Stroud, both going to be, you know, week one starters. Now this is their second game in the NFL. Progressions, what are you expecting to see? Who just What are you looking for in that, in that showdown? I'm looking for these quarterbacks to take uh, uh, just a step forward, right? I'm, I'm not looking to be world beaters, but just – Watch the tape of what what tricked you last week, what do you struggle with, and just improve on that, right? If C.J. Stroud, if you felt like you were late on the read, be quicker to it, right? Identify that your guy's coming out of the break and where the defensive back's leverage is. Anthony Richardson, whether it's holding the ball or taking a shot that you don't need to take, especially with, with Anthony Richardson running the football, slide, big fella, get down, Think, call Cam Newton to ask Cam Newton how all that banging and, and trying to truck stick everybody and put the team on your back, how that eventually wore them down. I just want to see them make better decisions than they did last week, right? Because I think both of like, you know, CJ Stroud showed some things. A Rich looked good for the most part in that game versus, versus Trevor yeah, Lawrence, right? Was, and, and stuff like that. So just go out there. And just play good football. Give us a good game because you two two receive two quarterbacks that are going to be tied together for the rest of your careers, especially because you were what like two picks away from each other and in the same division. Yeah, I man, A. Rich looked looked pretty good. He looked efficient, and I, I that mm-hmm. he had the coats in it against some people's AFC, AFC favorite. South. The, yeah, AFC South favorites by far. But, a, you know, some people are saying they're AFC contenders in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I was impressed yeah. week one. I think of all the rookies, he probably had the best day out there, you know, just about especially the rookie quarterbacks, but almost all the rookies, period. He, he had yeah. one of the, the, the best days and best performances. So that's definitely exciting to see what he continues to do. And I will be tapped in to that game just to kind of see how these rookie quarterbacks do. But, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. Guess what? We talked about matchups, you know, going for Thursday night football. Let's talk about matchups today, Friday, to get prepared for for Sunday, right? So we're going to go through. We went through the rosters. We went through the depth charts. We went through the matchups. And then now we're going to go through the matchups within inside the matchups to tell you what player matchups to look for, right? And we have some rather intriguing games where there's going to be some talent-on-talent talent, uh, situations going on, especially with these young guys. So y'all make sure to stay tuned as we get into the matchups for the week. Guys, trying to buy tickets for your favorite events should not be stressful. But if you wait to the last minute, we all know they can be. Why? Because you're hunting down the best price. You're trying to avoid being scammed and deal with crazy scalpers. And you're also competing with other buyers for the event. Check out Game Time. It is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets. Their, their tickets are easy to find and buy for all kinds of events in your area, and you're going to love the images of the seat view so you know exactly what type of look you're going to have if you bought those tickets. But not only that, guys, if you go to Game Time right now, if you are a Saints or Panthers fan, Monday Night Football, 715 in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium, you can buy tickets right now for as cheap as $37 for that game. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Week two NFL matchups to watch, Keith. Like you said, the matchups within the matchups, the game 
the games within the games, Keith. What's a matchup that you have your eyes on for this uh, this Sunday? DP, as I was scrolling the NFL schedule, right, I was like, uh, th- this was my process. I went, you know, I went through one game like, ah, I don't know. Then I went, ah, I don't know. Then I stumbled across this game, DP, and I said, there they go right there. That's the one. And that is the Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. And on a service level, everybody's going to say, oh, the Dolphins are going to blow them out. Listen, the Patriots just played the Eagles, right? A very talented team, the NFC contenders the last year. Yeah, played in the Super Bowl last year. And they, and they offensively, they were not great. But defensively, I think they did their part, right? And this is a very talented team. So you ask me what are the matchups. The matchups are this. Christian Baltimore from Alabama being able to destroy this offense, this Miami offensive line, which potentially is the weak point of this offense. Then you have Keon White, the young guy that they drafted from Georgia Tech in the second round, right? Then on the outside, DP, we get Christian Gonzalez, the rookie, right? Going against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Those hamstrings better be working, big baby. They better be working, man. But I think this is going to be an exciting matchup all across the board. So, out of those situations, DP, tell me what you're most excited about. Man, I, I think just the chess match with Mike McDaniel and and, and, and Bill Belichick and how they're gonna how they kind of counteract one another, right? Like who is Christian Gonzalez going to line up against, right? Like, is it gonna be Jalen Waddle? And the Patriots play man, they play a lot of man too. So you're going they to do. get it. So is and then it's like, okay, are they gonna play too high? Like, are you going to try to just take the deep ball away like you used to do like Pat Mahomes? But then you think about what Tua is when Mahomes and Andy read them early on. They didn't care. They, they, they want to chuck it downfield. Yeah, Tua will be like, okay, I'll take this five-yard slant if you give it to me. So mm-hmm. it's like that that those the, those that matchup, that game within the game is going to be very pivotal. But you brought up Christian Barmore, Keith. And it's, for me, it's him versus, I think, what is their, their, their left guard is, I think, Isaiah Wynn, who was a former Patriot. And Connor Williams, uh, who was, a, I think, a Dallas Cowboys, who's playing center. And, and I, that matchup on the interior between, you know, with, with Barmore being one of the more underrated defensive tackles in the game, this guy can pressure the uh, collapsing and close the pocket from the interior and get in the face of the quarterback, Keith. So I'm looking forward to seeing how those that interior offensive line handles this young stud that doesn't get a lot of love. And he should, Keith, because he's great against the run, and he can push the pocket on third downs. And with Tua being now, granted, he showed that that he can make some plays with his legs and out of you know out of structure, and he's confident throwing a little bit more now off platform and, and on the move than he has been his entire career, even going back to Alabama. Can they? Can Christian Barmore get enough pressure on him and just make him feel not see ghosts, but make him hear footsteps? even when they aren't there in this game? Yeah, I I, I think for Miami, they're going to have to bring their lunch pail with them, right? Because Bill Belichick always coaches a good defense. You know that you're going to see a lot of different things, and they're going to be tough, right? They, they're going to be a tough out. So what, what they did against the Chargers, and the crazy part is because the Chargers have a lot of talent too. So um, this, I guess this would be a proving game. Can you do it back-to-back weeks? But I'm not expecting – the same type of blowout. I don't think the Patriots formula versus, you know, with them offensive and defensively complementing each other is going to allow for that, right? I don't think they want to get into a shootout. Um, But I'm, I, I mentioned his name earlier, DP. I'm, I'm looking at Keon White, right? Because mm-hmm. Christian Baltimore, he's that that bull, right? Like he, he's that guy that's, just, that's going to play you with straight power and knock you back. But with Keon White, he has that that mixed, a mixed bag to him, right? He has a versatility, a versatility, He's versatile in what he can 
apply. He can give you some power, but he can also give you some speed. And we always talk about this Miami Dolphins offensive line as potentially the Achilles heel of this team. So I want to see, right? Are, are there going to be some times where they line up three defenders on what three defenders on the line of scrimmage, right? To force those one-on-one matchups and that way anybody can get double team and then just leave one side guy on the side, right? Or are they going li- to line up in a 5-0 situation where there's going to be five, you know, defenders lined over each um, each offensive lineman, you know what I'm saying? And just apply pressure from that way and force one-on-one matchups. So that's what I'm going to be looking for DP. Now, when I flip it to the other side of the football, right? The New England Patriots offense versus the Miami defense. Matchups wise, it's it's where where the points going to come from, DP. Where are the points going to come from? And you need these young guys, the the Kayshawn Boutes, right? You need these young guys to Tyquan Thornton. You drafted him in a second round. You should be getting production out of that. You need these young guys to definitely show up. So if you if you flip the ball on the other side, DP, that that that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, th- I think matter of fact, I think Tyquan Thornton even is even on. He's on. I think he might be he on IR. He? Yeah, he might. He's on yeah, IR. But Demario Douglas, the the young yeah. receiver that they drafted late. Yeah, out of they Liberty. were excited about in training camp. A lot of people said a lot of he, good things about him. He was him cooking. In From what I yeah. heard, he was. My guy told me like, listen, he's been very difficult to to, to defend. I'm gonna tell you, Keith, offensively for the Patriots, the name that comes to mind. And I think this this is what you call a revenge game. I think about. Tight end Mike Gasecki, Keith. I think about tight end Mike Gasecki being in this in, in this offense, right? And just being able to like, I mean, he's going up against his old team. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's a big thing. Like you you going up against your old squad that didn't want to pay you, right? There was talks about your coaches getting on you, saying that you were a horrible run block, all that stuff. I would not doubt that this young man walks into this game. With a chip on his shoulder, wanting to prove to Mike McDaniel and that staff, your defenders can't cover me, right? He's right. a big, tall, long, athletic, you know, tight end man. And with him and Hunter Henry, I think those two will be the two, like the the two receiving options that I'm looking at, especially you know, working the middle of the field, Keith. But it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because, like you know, trying to run the ball on the Dolphins, and and we saw that the Dolphins got ran over last week. Right, Austin Eckler and that Chargers offense yeah. be able to run the ball, Keith. But I want to flip the script real quick to a bu- to, to a team in that division, the Buffalo Bills. Dalton Kincaid, they they're facing the Raiders, right? And, and the Raiders have some young defenders. And the guy I'm keeping my eye on in this matchup, like when, when it comes to Dalton Kincaid being tight end two, essentially he needs to be he needs to be weapon number two like he needs to be the second weapon because he has the most potential to win those one-on-one battles unlike to me a Dawson Knox consistently we got to see Gabe Davis take that leap and everything Khalil Shakir we got to see what can can manifest from that they need somebody else that can step up outside of Stefan Diggs and to me I think that was my tight end one Dalton Kincaid but like I said you got Devon Diablo you got Trevon Morig you got uh Marcus Epps and everything like you know, and then if you, you put him in the slot, you gotta deal with Nate Hobbs. Like they have some defenders that they can throw at him if uh they try to get him the early touches because they didn't give him enough uh in week one. Yeah, DP. So I, I feel like the Bills and everything can seem way horrible when you lose a game, right? But mm-hmm. regardless, right? Because even in the offseason, because it's like this is a team where they're still on a Super Bowl or bust type situation. You know what? What they want to reach the super. I feel like you can't tell me that the AFC is so loaded 
and then also tell the team that oh a Super Bowl a bust for you, right? Like it's it's difficult to play both sides of the yeah. fence. I feel like in saying that, but with the Bills, they they seem fragile in a sense of the fact of it's a lot of underlying problems. Like you you know how like the the death by a thousand paper cut situation where it's just like one paper cut, but when you add a thousand of them, it adds up. And this is what it seems like for the Buffalo Bills, right? Like it's it's so many minuscule things that it's starting to become a big thing, right? And yeah, with the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to take this to Stephon Diggs real quick, and I'm going to tie it all back to Dog and Kate. With Stephon Diggs, I don't think he has a personal vendetta with Josh Allen, right? No. If, if, you, if you ask me what his opinion is about it, he thinks Josh Allen is a good quarterback. Like, that, that would be my opinion. But this is also my opinion. I think he has an issue with the general manager, right? I think he has an issue with the top because the issue is this. Two, three seasons ago, we were the NFL darlings, right? We were the NFL darlings. Everybody was excited to pick us. Last year, we were the, the, the number one team, right? We were supposed to win the AFC, right? Then go to the Super Bowl. That didn't happen. Now, it's a little bit stale. And the issue is, is that how much different is this version of the Buffalo Bills, right? This 2023 version versus the 2021 version that lost in the, the you know, in the, was that the divisional round to the Kansas City Chiefs? And the answer will be DP, not much, right? If it didn't show you anything that dudes win championships, right? The Los Angeles Rams went all in. The Tampa Bay Bucks went all in, right? And they have a Super Bowl to show for it. I think Stephon Diggs' opinion, DP, is this. And this way it goes back to Dalton Kincaid. We need a dude. You had D-Hop on the market. You know, you had all these other wide receivers, Odell Beckham, all these dudes you could have traded for, and you drafted a tight end. Well, doggone it, because I don't want curse on his podcast. Doggone it. He better show up and produce because we're trying to win a Super Bowl. And so that's why I like you picking, DP, the Donkey K matchup. Week one, I'm kind of throwing it out the window because Josh Allen, like they say, he was tripping. Josh Allen was tripping. Right? <laughs> right? But we know he's a, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. But he has to like he has to carve out a role, DP, to where he's the number two option because you were drafted in the first round. If not, y'all should have been more aggressive and went and got a Quentin Johnston, right? Went and got a Zay Flowers. Went, you know, went, went got one of these top wide receivers. So that's kind of, I like that you picked the matchups because I will be paying attention to Donkey Cade and his usage and how is he used. He, he can't be tight end too. But DP, I, I had to get that off my chest. Um, You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're going to visit it again after week two and see what's yeah. going on with the Buffalo Bills, man. But such a polarizing team and all the things that's going on. But DP, let's keep this thing going, keep this thing flowing. Boom, we about to jump into game predictions, right? We're going to go through, what, maybe five, six games and just predict who we think we're going to win and lose the game. Probably one of my favorite segments because I get a little competitive, right? I don't like to lose. I like to win. So I'm trying to I'm trying to beat DP this week. So let's get into these game predictions. Guys, do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking to you? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at any other inopportune times, I know for myself, I've stayed up to two, three o'clock in the morning because I just can't sleep because my mind is racing. Guys, that's why I started therapy to deal with the stress of, of life and how to cope with all the stress that I've dealt with in my life to stop those depressing feelings and thoughts and the anxiety and everything else. 
Therapy helps, guys. I promise you, it helped me. I believe it can help you. And BetterHelp is a way for you to tap in to every bit of it, okay? If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. You can do it from home and don't have to worry about going in the office or someone's couch. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. All you have to do is understand this. It's just you against the numbers. From testing your own skills, this football season, Prize Picks is a place to do it. It's simple. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. All right, this week on Prize Picks, I'm picking for rush yards. I'm picking Lamar Jackson less than 46 and a half rush yards against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm taking Odell Beckham for over 38 and a half receiving yards on the game versus said Cincinnati Bengals. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a deposit match up to $100. It's time for the game predictions. It's time to pick them, Keith. I got a couple. We got we got some big games. Week two of the NFL is a little different than college. Because they still be playing with them fluff and them cupcakes. But the NFL be like, nah, it's meat and potatoes over here, baby. It's meat and potatoes. It's grown. We're trying to make money. We're, we're going after the primetime games. I need a Sunday night. I need a Monday night. And I need that 325 <laughs> Central Time game. We're trying to get these matchups going. I'm trying to tell you, man. But I keep up first. The Baltimore Ravens. Heading into Cincinnati, the Bengals coming off a loss. Baltimore coming off a, a tough win versus the Houston Texans. Who are you picking in this game? Ooh, I'm. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm caught up, DP. I'm caught up. I'm. I'm. I'm caught up real quick. I, I want to pick the Baltimore Ravens, but I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals going down 0-2. That's going to be all the talk of of the AFC conversation. But I'm still picking the Baltimore Ravens. All right. I am actually in this game, man. I'm going Cincy. Cincy at home. You know, I mean, I, I want to go with my boy Lamar Jackson. But I don't think Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and company are going to go down 0-2 to start this season. I think they split. Both teams finish off one and one. Uh next up, Keith. We have, we have the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a loss, going into Jacksonville. Pat Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, who you picking? DP, this one is simple, man. I, you know, it's not that simple, but I'm gonna go with this. I seen Travis Kelsey. I seen Chris Jones. They both dapped each other up and gave each other a hug. Calling Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs as well. I, I don't think they go 0 2. I think Mahomes and company not having those those top dogs back. It it it, it changes things, right? It it uh, shifts the momentum and, and and shifts the pendulum in that direction. Keith, <clears throat> next up we have. The San Francisco 49ers going up against the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are home. Who are you picking in this one? Ooh, uh, I'm going to go Rams again. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to go 49ers. I think 49ers win again. Rams, what Rams won last week, surprise win, surprised a lot of people beating the Seattle Seahawks. I think the 49ers win. They go 2-0. And, and being the best team in the NFC conversation continues to roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking San Fran as well. I got to see the Rams do it. Back to back weeks, and this, and if they get a, a win 
You're talking about momentum shifter. They beat San Fran and go 2-0, yeah. and oh, all right, and had the leg up in the division. Seattle's lost. The Cardinals lost. And then you give uh, the other team in your division a loss. Like, that's that's big for the momentum heading into week three. So I'm, I'm going San Fran, but I got to see the Rams do it again before I can buy in. Keith, this is a big one. You know, it, it sucks because Aaron Rodgers ain't in it, but it's still a big game in my opinion. The New York Jets head, heading in to, 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 to Dallas for those – them boys, the – Dallas Cowboys, man, Keith, this is tough, but I got to go Dallas. I think Zach Wilson, and I think the main thing with Zach Wilson is this. Him back there, I think Dallas is going to be able to try and stop the run and let Michael Parsons, uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Mozzie Smith, and all the other defensive linemen and all that stuff they got going on in that front seven get after the quarterback, and we know that Zach Wilson doesn't do well with pressure. No, I, I, I'm going with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I, I appreciate the Jets' defense, but offensively, they got to show me something. I, I'm not buying into the three interceptions. By Not saying that I'm not buying in, but that won't continually happen week after week. Yeah. Three interceptions by one player, a punt return to end the game. That's just things that you can't bet on. So I'm going to Dallas Cowboys also. All right, Keith, got, got two more games I want to bring up. You got the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. We taking Mike McDaniels or Bill Belichick here? Oh, man. I am going to go because the Patriots lost last week, right? So, I mean, they'll be 0-2. I still think the Patriots are a tough out. I think they're a tough out. I, I can see them grinding out a win here. I'm going to go New England Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots at home. I'm going to go Patriots at home. This is, I feel like this is a must win for them. I'm going. I'm going with Tatted Tua, man. I'm going with Tatted Tua. Uh, I, I think <laughs> what I saw Sunday, man. He listen. You protect him. You know what I mean. I, I think he's going to be able to slice and dice. It may not be to the 466 yards variation that we saw against the Charge. I think Bill Belichick is just too good for that. But I am going to pick the team with a more high-powered offense that can still put up points, Keith. And then lastly, Monday night on ESPN, we had the New Orleans Saints going in. To the home opener for the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young. Keith, who are you picking in this game? Oh, DP, this one is easy. I'm going to who that nation all the way. They are going to play press man, or they're going to play two man under, and they're just going to trail under the wide receivers and force them to beat them over the top. I'm going who that nation is. I, I think it's easily going to be the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm picking the Saints as well. I, I don't, I, I told you I didn't like this offense. Once I really got into it on film, didn't like what I saw at camp from this offense. And I didn't like what I saw week one from this. <laughs> so I think the Saints have a defense that can get after the quarterback and put pressure on Bryson. You know, no matter what Frank Reich says, like Bryce made some mistakes and Frank Reich made some mistakes himself. So I think that the, the Saints are going to go in there and put them boys. Owen, not just Owen two, Owen two in the division to start yeah. the season. Ooh, Panther nation. Keep pounding nation. They in, they in some turmoil right now. <laughs> DP, you live in the Carolina era. You got to be careful, man. You got to be careful. I'm enjoying but, this. <laughs> but, man, that wraps up today's show, man. Friday, man. Y'all enjoy football. Like we said, man, tomorrow, tomorrow we are going live. So tap in with your guys at 930 Central Time, 1030 Eastern. Tap in with us, man. We're going through the whole college football slate. Yes, your dynamic duo. Tap in with us, man. We Like you said, you can hop on there, comment to us, talk to us. Y'all make sure y'all do that. But like always, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us. We appreciate y'all. 
Y'all comment, y'all talk to us this weekend via Twitter. You can find me at the Tentacle. You can find DP at DP underscore NFL. We're going to be on Twitter this whole weekend talking college football, talking NFL Sunday. We appreciate y'all and see y'all Saturday. For sure. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. And like he said, for being our everydayers. Like you said, YouTube tomorrow, tap in with us. Uh, you know, he gave you the, the, the Twitter handle, so follow us there. What we always tell you, talk to us because we talk back. Come and join the conversation again on Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.